Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. Yes, we're back after an extended layoff, which was in no way due to Nick covering up our use of performance-enhancing substances, more general shabbiness and overindulgence during the festive season, to bring you episode 42 of The Podding Shed. 42, as those of a certain age will know, is the answer to life, the universe and everything. In this edition, we'll be pondering similar weighty questions for a brief moment, and then swiftly moving on to less taxing matters, such as our thoughts on the team's recent unbeaten run, whether Oscar and Ramirez are really divers, and indeed whether we can stand another 25 days of rumours about us paying £30 million for a striker that no one's ever really heard of. I am Dick Iser, or Johnny, as my bank manager otherwise knows me, and I'm delighted that we are able to field an unchanged lineup of the Podding Shed's very own untouchables for our podcasting return. Joining me to ponder the issues of the day are Mark25, who is Mark. Good evening. Dr. Bluebio, who is Donal. Good evening. And Grocer Jack, who is Tony. Good evening. Gents, good evening. Um, we will start off with uh, a brief look at our run of um, recent form. Um, since, uh, I think pretty much since we were last on air at the beginning of this, well, November actually, I think we were, um, a shaky patch after the win against um, City with a draw, at, um, a draw against West Brom and uh, losing up at Newcastle. Um, we've gone on a bit of a run, eight games, six wins, we lost to Sunderland in the Bad Deck Cup and got a draw at the Emirates. Um <laughs> I thought it was rather good. Yes, it was very good. That's much um, easier than Capital One. Indeed, indeed. Um, just three goals conceded um, in those eight games. Progress in the Champions League and um, also to the fourth round of the FA, FA Cup. Um, so, the upturn, what can it be? Um, Tony, I'm going to start off with you because you've been very vocal about um, many matters to do with our back line. Czech in particular, Lewis, um, any number of things. Um it appears that not a great deal has actually changed, but we've just tightened up a bit. Any thoughts on that? Mm. Can I just say before we start that Go we on. do need to come up with some sort of witty aphorism or title, because obviously we finished last potting shed and it became seasonally defensive disorder. And mm. once we'd concluded that podcast, we then went on to be an even bigger shambles at the back against <laughs> Stoke and twice twice against Sunderland, so we must all bend our minds to something yes. equally, you know, taut and witty. Quite, quite. Do carry on. Up to it. Tone, yes, to you. Uh, yes, indeed. I, I'm, uh, I, I, I just... I, I take the view that we were all just being a tad impatient and it was just taking time to click. That's just, just as simple as that. I still think Czech is a tad shaky. I still think he's got a bit of a weakness on his right-hand side. I don't know, what's that? Near side, far side, whatever. Near post. Um, but uh, I've been impressed with Azpilicueta. Um, he's yep. obviously doing something quite well because uh, he's managing to keep Ashley Cole at arm's length. Um Branner um, has been usual solid stuff, although I think he's out now, isn't he, until the end of, yeah, end of, January. End of January or whatever, so we've had to change things around. Um, John Terry, faultless. Gary Cahill, pretty much faultless. And David Louise, when he's asked to come in and do a job either at the back or, as I thought he was rather magnificently asked to play in the defensive midfield um, and did a fantastic job against Liverpool. I think it's just, you know, it's possibly what Man United fans are going through and their, their, their level of expectation was they would just carry on rampaging through the Premiership and it's going to take time. And I think with us, we were probably just... Probably... Especially for the group that's here, had, had such recent memories of Mourinho and the invincibility that he kind of built into the team that we're all thinking, hold on, this isn't quite what we were expecting. And I think it's just starting to settle in. I still think there'll be one or two little bumps along the way, but I've been deeply oh, yeah. impressed with us at the back. Uh, even the last 15 minutes against Swansea, which was um, pretty torturous at times, um, but... I cast my mind back I thoroughly enjoyed it walked out of the ground I thought to myself do you know what that's like the old days when Mourinho was here last time we would sit, sort of sit on a 1-0 lead and sit back and go go on then you, you try and score see what you got. Mm. and uh, you, you're always you're always susceptible to a, a poor deflection uh, a, a rubbish tackle or a poor decision from a ref but you know ultimately we saw that game out and we that, frankly at the end of the first half should have been 5 or 6 nil up anyway we were so superior Mm. Um, well, so we um, we will we'll get onto the, uh, yeah. the, bus the business of strikers because obviously now all the talk is you know who, who we may or may not bring in or let yeah. go during the uh, the transfer window, which we'll, we'll get onto later. Um, Mark, I'm going to come over to you because um, the last time we all um, we all got together and had a powwow, um, you were 
less than less than happy, shall we say? Um, <laughs> what um, what's what's your view on the last month or so? How have you found it? Um, I can't remember how I felt in the last powwow. Um, but um, I mean, overall, I've got to be pleased with the results mm. in that we've got ten points out of twelve or something in the last few games, or yeah. could be more than that. Um, so so that's good, and um, you know, we're still in the FA Cup. We're in contention in the Premier League. We're still in the Champions League. Um, it all looks pretty good, really, especially relative to people like Man United, Tottenham, Arsenal, who might be falling away as all of their strike force goes down injured, but they'd have fallen away even without that mishap. Um, so it's, it's not too bad. I don't know. Is Bentner out now? Because yep. he's on form. No, I think that's a mishap that he's actually fit. <laughs> <laughs> He's been, um, he's been a goal machine. I think he's, he's yeah. got as many as Mikel this season, has he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Invent the we trust. At the same time, I don't want to get carried away. So, you know, if, if we go back to um, when when was the last time we spoke? Was it Stoke we lost? Uh, or early November. I think we just lost to. Um, no, we just drawn with West Brom. We hadn't lost to Stoke. Just, we just okay, lost yeah. West Brom. Mm. But if, if you look at our, our last defeat was um, Stoke, if we um, erase Sunderland two, Chelsea one in the. Capital One Cup, erase that from history and just concentrate on the other stuff. Um, we, we've done well since losing away to Stoke, but I don't want to get carried away. I mean, um, the first game after Stoke was a 1 0 home win against Star Bucharest, mm. who are a pub team, let's be honest. Um, we beat Crystal Palace at home, who are a pub team. We only um, managed to draw at Arsenal, and, you know, if, if we were really convincing, we'd have gone there with a bit more ambition and tried to win. We beat Swansea, who are a pub team. We beat Liverpool, who are um, slightly more than a pub team. I'd, I'd call them a Toby Carvery. Um, and then we played Southampton and Derby. And actually, Derby highlighted to me what a big gulf there is between our league and their league. I mean, they are the up-and-coming team in their league. And we were just a different class. I mean, when they come up, they're going straight back down again. Um, so overall, I'm really, really pleased, but I don't want to get carried away because we haven't really played anyone convincing, apart from Arsenal, against whom we both just played out for a draw. I don't know. I'd, Liverpool, I'd argue, I wouldn't write a, Liverpool a reasonably decent side Liverpool. at the moment. They're not. They're not. Well, great. it's not. A very, Toby Carberry's not very good, to be honest. <laughs> if it's all that's on offer for a Sunday lunch, I'd, I'd put them. In, I'd, I'd put them above that. I'd put them at. Uh, I'd make them a, a, new, a newly opened gastro pub. You know, that's what I'd Possibly, possibly a, vi- a vintage. Re- recently opened gastro pub. Mm. Which um, I thought the they had uh, alcoholics are still turning up at. I-, I thought they had more history than recently opened, but anyway. <laughs> so they keep Well, coming. yeah. <laughs> so they tell us. I'm, I'm talking about the sort of um, Rogers era. You know, he's he's come in there. He's now opening up a gastro pub in what used to be somewhere where all the <clears throat> old Elkies and punch up merch used to drink the sort of place where I believe the old phrases seating seating was at a premium because all the fighting was done standing up (laughs) so he's now set up this gastro pub but unfortunately all the um, undesirables keep turning up um, and complaining about the fact that it's no longer £1.50 a pint it's now £7 a pint and and you don't get bar snacks So, that's how I see Liverpool at the moment, yeah. I'm very pleased with my analogy. It's opened up a whole raft of conversation. indeed. Well, don't worry. You can can continue on that vein. And um, if if you would like to um, consider our recent form and perhaps tell us what establishment you think we are at the moment. (laughs) On the spot. Go on. Oh, yes. Uh, What are we? Well, that's difficult to know. Difficult. I'd like to to see us as um, as a, a proper traditional boozer you know with atmosphere we've tried we've tried to to be something else and now we've gone back realizing that we're we're, you know not flashy unspectacular but reliable and um i think that's um that's where we are now we've gone back to we don't actually sawdust on the floor but proper atmosphere i'd even allow We've allowed a jukebox and things like that back in. None of your, none of your sort of drum and bass in the background, far too loud for anyone to have a chat type nonsense. This is just a proper 
jukebox you put your money in and uh, decent beer. Manager. Functional and fussy, I think. I'd yes. call it hospital, hospital food, really, that um, it's sufficient. Everyone gets fed, but it's pretty dull most of the time. No one's going to die from it, but, you know, you can't get too when, exciting. When the sort of 18-year-olds I work with fetch up to the bar and order a Deserano and Coke, they're just showing the door, preferably with a slice head up their arse. They come back when they want to drink beer. See, back so. in my day, it was Bezique or Mirage or something like that. Uh, Deserado and Coke. I, I refused to go to the bar and order it for a million. I'm I'd from f- a different era. Baby shame was my drink of the time. <laughs> there I mentioned Pomaine. Oh, you're <laughs> toad. Toad. You've, you've just disappeared way back into the 70s. Then. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Used to order that in my flared jeans and my platform shoes. Shinzano uh, Bianco. Exactly. Before we, before we, we, we disappear up our own... Um, Exhaust pipes. Um, I, will, I will try and pull this back around to football. Um, yeah. I, do, I do believe that. I think a lot of it actually. And he's, he's a pet favourite of mine. I know he's a massive pet hate of others, but so what? Um, the reintroduction of Mikel mm. has, has pretty our our upturning form has pretty much coincided. He played in he played at the Stoke. He played in the Stoke game um, and was taken off sort of. Late, latish on, um, but he's been pretty much ever present since. I think he's missed one game, um, and we've been we've just looked far more solid. Um, you know, we may not be as, as as quick or as exciting as folk want us to be, um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, having gone on that little run of um, the, the loss up at Newcastle, the, the game against West Brom, I think it, it, it really needed just as Mourinho said. I think at the time, you know. We, we, Maybe we need to play a different way. Maybe we just you know, need to not get beaten, and I think that's what we've been doing, and, and doing it pretty effectively as well. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of his. Um, I, I certainly think it's it's good to see him back. I'm, I'm not sure whether the solidity is is just not the return so. of Mikel. I, I think it also, and I haven't obviously you know winging it as usual. I haven't done any analysis on this, but it'd be interesting to know what his various partnerships were. Um, during these <clears throat> these games like Stoke and so on, I mean he was he was at the defeat at Sunderland. He played in that, mm. uh, although I know we we're airbrushing that from history. Um, but it, it's um, it's interesting as to he does make us defensively more solid. But I also think it it might matter who he plays with. I'm not sure I've really worked out in my head, um, but I, I think him and Ramirez aren't. I don't think Ramirez is 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 suited to that sort of double pivot. Ramirez, I think, prospers going a bit further forward. A bit further forward, yeah. I think that's a yellow card, anyway. <laughs> you've, 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 you've used a technical phrase. Don't have right. We won't have any of that nonsense. We're not technical. Mate. Okay. Um, All right. No, I, do I, 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 yeah. I sort of agree with you. I, th- I think that's... he's had a variety of, of different. Yeah. Played in a variety of different setups, mm-hmm. um, but. I think it's, if we play that system that, that we, we shan't name again, um, mm. if, if it's two at the back... It's like you're using the word you instead of just saying, would you like a little bit of gravy? Yeah, a bit, bit, of, salt, yeah. bit of salt on that. Yeah. Um, you know, he, whoever Mikel plays with, they tend to prosper a bit more because they can get forward, and Ramirez is much better getting forward. Now, yes, if he was playing as part of a, a three, then he maybe would be further forward. I'm not that tactically astute to, to work that out to be perfectly honest but um, I also think it, um, a lot and it showed on um, on Sunday against Derby um, William and Oscar are both grafting their little Brazilian backsides off mm. and running and running and running and running and just denying possession quite high up the field and they're winning it back an awful lot more further up the field which makes it it's a a very difficult tactic to play against so mm. I, I think and and again I Tony you mentioned Lewis in, in midfield at um, against um, Liverpool. against Liverpool it's not taking it away from his performance I think it was good but just having those those two and Hazard is working quite hard as well having that in front of you kind of makes your job as a defensive midfielder a bit easier because you're not trying to win the ball back as much mm. um, it, was, it was interesting against Liverpool how more so than any other team they've played this season, they decide they it was obviously a deliberate a tactic to to attack them right up on their penalty box, basically knowing that mm. uh, Mignolet 
was not a great distributor of the ball, and um, and that's you know their 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 back their central pairing also were not that comfortable under pressure, and um, it was amazing just how much ball Liverpool gave away in, in under pressure in, in in their own final third, and you know it was it was a completely different way of playing to, to how we've seen them playing this season or, or last season. You know, we haven't seen them do that sort of high-pressing game, which can be very difficult to do and mm. takes a lot out of you, but <clears throat> it was well, impressive the way they did it. I think Liverpool, to me, have always been quite susceptible to that. It doesn't matter who's in charge. Mm. If you go a bit, there's, there's a number of instances over the years when we played them. The, the most oh, Gerard, yes, the back Gerard, pass. Um, <laughs> the back pass, if you, if you hassle them, they're prone to just being a bit bit flustered and a bit flappy and if they haven't got a sort of a, a calming you know I use Javi Alonso because he's the one I remember most influence sort of sitting there and pulling it all together it, it kind of it, it, they just seem a little less or a little easier to fluster at the back but that's by the by mm. um, I just wondered whether because it's something that's bothered me as to whether the rest of you and I'm going to use another you know I'm going to get sent off now <laughs> But Stoke <laughs> can't you use a food analogy instead? So yeah, I don't understand it. Stoke and the two Sunderlands, um, the two Sunderland games. To what extent do people think that was um, just a, a sort of statistical outlier? You know, compared to the way our defence has operated most of the season, even when they've been under pressure, they haven't conceded that many goals. Or was there a particular? problem which may or may not have been solved you know was that the sort of statistical outlier and now we've re- you know returned to keeping a lot of clean sheets or conceding very few goals um, or are we just around the corner from the next two or three games where we suddenly start losing like an old bucket mm. well actually it kind of goes to the um to the point i was making about um oscar and william in particular mm. Hanging, just winning the ball back further up the pitch and, and hanging on to it. Um, I'm just looking. Neither of them played um, against Stoke and Sunderland. Let's have a look at Sunderland. Um, I think it's, it's just when we're... Because our strikers, I mean, they have many faults, of which we're obviously well aware, but one of them is we, they're just not holding... For me, they're just not holding the ball up well enough. Um, yeah, William played... Um, Oscar didn't play against Sunderland in the league mm. um, I, I, I had a conversation with this about someone and I, th- I think Oscar's absence actually plays a plays a part I think he's he's becoming but he had very, to go absent didn't he because he yeah, yeah, started no, no to chance. go he started to look tired and he's been playing football solidly since he was about six months old or something you know he's not had a yeah. summer off in, in years and you know, I think the same thing was happening to him as I think was happening to Ivanovic. I mean, it's unfortunate Ivanovic is now injured, but I I could not for the life of me understand why he had to play every game this season practically when Azpilicueta is is <clears throat> such a competent. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't like to choose between the two of them, um, but you know, Ivanovic had started to make some some you know big errors. I thought defensively. Um, which were leading to goals on certain occasions. I don't think he's the be- his best at, at fullback. I, I think it, you know it's, it's not a position he's made to play. I think um, just on that, I just the point I'd make about if any player who is playing constantly like that, you, there must be mental tiredness before mm. physical tiredness, or as much a part of it. And you know, yeah. so rather than just not being quite quick enough, that being not quite quick enough to uh, to lose ball or whatever is caused by the fact that you're not. You, you've, you've lost your chain of thought, your focus, or whatever, through mental yeah. tiredness. It's, it's an enormous amount of pressure on these guys all of the time. And um, mm. you know, for, for me, resting players is as much about physically letting letting muscle tissue, you know, rebuild, etc., as it is allowing the brain just to <coughs> take a, a day off. A little. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's, it's like players clearing their throats, really, isn't it? Yes, etc. Now, one of one of our, our failings over recent years has been has been our form over Christmas. It's the, the last time we were really 
genuinely solid over Christmas, as far as I can recall, was probably when Mourinho was here the first time around. Um, yeah, this- we had a, we had a good Christmas under um, under uh, you know Carl- the Italian bloke Carlo. the one they sacked. Carl- yes, Carlo that's Jossi. him. Yeah. Well, I thought we had a good Christmas under him, did we? didn't we? Well, you we, were on we, the double. Well, was that we Robbie Di right. Matteo? Because he was an Italian bloke we sacked as well, wasn't he? Oh, was it Diali? No, that was, an, that was another Italian bloke we sacked. Anyway, yeah, there's been a few. Well, actually, no, actually, look at this: two, 2009, 2010, the year we, um, the year we won the double. Um, mm. Actually, we had a, we had a shock in December. Um, Did we? No. Yeah, we we okay. played. Where are we? Hold on a sec. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in December. One, two, lost five. No, sorry, drew five and, and lost one. That's that's eight. But whatever. It wasn't a great run, is my point. I'm trying to read all these stats as we're going, as you can probably tell. Mm. Um, but yeah, okay. so our form over Christmas has been vastly improved. Yes. Um, which is, um, which I, th- I think is kind of quite key, and it's, it sets us up quite well. Um, now... I just, sorry, I've lost my train of thought there. I did, I'm rusty, you see. We've been off for too long. It's, it's like yeah. a satone. Um, and you listen, that up, sharpness, that, that game sharpness. That game sharpness. Um, any, anyone else want to make any food, beer analogies to our current <coughs> form? While I, I'm I was trying to think where someone said where Chelsea was, and I, I, I rather thought we, at the moment we were um, Heston Blumenthal's fat duck, which was loads of exotic, lovely, different ingredients being pushed together to take one of Mark's previous analogies, where we're just trying to find the right recipe. And some people will love us, and other people will absolutely hate us. So I think we're we're quite close to the fat duck. I believe that's in Maidenhead, isn't it, or somewhere out that way? It is. It's in Bray, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're sort of snail porridge. Basically, yes. Yeah. Where you're kind of, yeah. So, and when yeah. you look at the the, the 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 cosmopolitan crowds we get in there, especially in midweek games, um, they are the sort of people that would revel in the thought that they were occupying the football equivalent of the fat duck. It would be oh. kudos, wouldn't it? It'd be lots of brownie points to them. Talk to their friends. Oh, I'm going to Chelsea tonight. I'm taking a picnic hamper. <laughs> <laughs> so may not go down well in some courses, but <laughs> such is life. Um, now, in terms of uh, forthcoming features, um, January's it's, it's, it's a tricky little run. Um, we're away at Hull um, on Saturday. United at home the week after. That should be a breeze really if we've been being truthful um, Stoke in the FA Cup um, and then West Ham at home on um, the last Wednesday of January so that's a that's a reasonable sure, run sure mid, mid, mid table to struggling you know either mid table or struggling really mm. is... indeed indeed oh, you know you know we're going to cock up against Hull and United and well, West Ham and we'll probably then trip up against Stoke I do, it's... conceding 93 goals in the process I mean, I think we. I'm know, a pessimist. I, I know, I know, but we've, we've just we've come through a, a run of a fair run of games. January is is reasonably quiet overall, mm. um, with only four games, and then obviously February is when, when Champions League action starts yeah. again. Um, so, I don't know. I feel probably fatally reasonably confident, um, just in terms of the way things are um, are starting to pan out. Um, I'd, I'd agree, with Mark. We're not. Hugely exciting to watch. There's been the odd moment. I thought the Liverpool game was very good, you know, for sheer enjoyment. Um, we're not thrilling, but I think we're what we're trying to do is is, is master that art of just just not being beaten and, and sticking with it. Um, another stat I picked up on the other day was um, we're, we're the only team that hasn't been beaten by one of City, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, or Spurs. With, with the last one left, we've not actually lost to any of those, um, which I think in in the current league, the way it is, the way um, the top sides are trading points off each other, that's pretty. That's pretty decent. Um, I think it's noticeable just in the last few games that they are managing to sort of impose this, keeping the game under control till mm. the 60th, 70th minute, and forcing to like they did it against Derby, they did it against Southampton, forcing teams to chase the ball, to close the ball down all the time, and. <clears throat> You know, it's not... I mean, obviously, his substitutions have been very effective. Mm. Um, And it also happened with Liverpool, I think, as well, is he's making the substitutions around the 55-minute mark. So they have about 10 minutes to the 65-minute mark, which Mm. is 
around about the time that any properly fit team will start to experience fatigue and particularly mental fatigue and start to make mistakes. And I think it's, it was very noticeable against Southampton and against Derby that it was around the same period in the game where he, you know, he changes up a couple of players <clears throat> and the team that's having to be chasing the ball. I mean, obviously the stats don't show us dominating possession to any great extent or anything, but the type of possession we've had and the way they've had to close us down to keep us from, from, from it's you know, scoring goals, making work. And I think, you know, it, it, it's, it's noticeable that, that that's happened in the last few games. And I think that is the way Mourinho wants to play against most teams. Mm. It is this idea of <clears throat> if we can score early, fine, but we don't concede and we, we keep the game under control until about the 60th or 70th minute when we really then start to put the, the pressure on. Put the squeeze on, yeah. And, and well, yeah, it doesn't necessarily make for the most entertaining 90 minutes of football, but it appears to be the way he's working at the moment. It's effective, yeah. yeah can, can I just intervene here? You can. We, you can, so. Intervene to your Absolutely. Husband. I think we've been as entertaining as any other team in the Premiership. I genuinely believe that. I, I cannot believe I can't, I've not watched a single other team that's been better or more entertaining than us. I thought we were fabulous against Liverpool. We absolutely should have had more goals than we did against Southampton. Swansea game first half was champagne football. It was fantastic to watch, mm. and um, I think we're um, we're it's doing ourselves. We're, we're and doing, not pomade, no, well, it, could, it could still be at <laughs> the pomade stage. Matrix. Yeah, um, but I thought you know I, I genuinely think we're, we've been you know certainly when you look at City may well be the big entertainer. They've I think they've actually dropped off a little bit with the loss of Aguero, um, who seems to be their yeah. main man. Only natural, I suppose. Yeah, but, uh, um, but when I look at Arsenal, um, I thought we were equally against them in foul weather conditions. I mean, we, you know, that game I was surprised even went ahead. Um, and grim, you, wasn't it? I, don't, yeah. I don't think either team was particularly going to be, you know, going in for the the hefty tackle or anything, you know, uh, and, and trying to win that extra ball. I think it suited both teams to have that draw on that night in those conditions. But on on the entertainment front of it, I, I have been royally entertained. I think in the last few weeks since that Stoke defeat, um, I genuinely mean that. Okay. No, I think I think they've been good to watch. I mean, I certainly enjoyed the Liverpool game uh, and the Southampton game. I didn't see the Derby game, but yeah. I you know, I enjoy watching football, whatever, most of the time. And I did think there was a certain amount of unfairness because it suited the, the, the story uh, around the Arsenal game. I mean, it was played in, in shocking conditions. I mean, I was obviously nice and warm watching it on the screen, but you could see the, the rain going horizontal and people I know who, because the company I work for, maintain all the IT up there, people I know who go up there regularly but and have worked out on the roof, were saying, you know, once the wind gets up around there, it doesn't blow into any, it sort of gets into it and whips around. So Why, why can't they go to know. the gym and work out like anybody else? <laughs> they weren't working out, Mark. They were working <laughs> out on the roof. i oh, sorry, they were working out on the roof. <laughs> Rather than working out. Oh, I, I miss I, Mark so much; it's untrue. He's yes. bringing genuine joy into my life with these these one-liners. Thank you, Mark. See, people wonder why why you know all these loveys talk about the rehearsal and the language of Shakespeare, how the language in the play and the rhythm. But Mark's just shown that if you get the emphasis wrong, it just changes the whole meaning of something, doesn't it? Yeah. And well, you need to insert your comma in the right places. Well, quite, quite. Now, Mark. Something's going to be inserted somewhere if this carries on. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, yes. sorry, Tone, no, we've just done you. Shut up. Yes, yes, Good yes. my lord. Mark, Tone um, has been entertained. How about you? Um, recently, I have been entertained. Um, but there have been moments where I have found it quite tedious. But I, I don't want to sort of end this part of the show. Is this a show? Well, after a fashion, I suppose. Um, I, I don't want to end it on a, on a sort of low because recently I have been entertained yet at the same time I don't want to be carried away I mean the hospital analogy does work out the, the hospital food has been reasonable recently but I don't want to be carried away because that might be the end of the game True. And so if you are carrying away, just make sure bed, yeah. you make some sort of hand gesture towards any Tottenham fans in the vicinity That's right 
quite, quite. Um, does anyone have anything to add on our, our recent run of form, Christmas and so forth? No, happy to move on. Excellent, right. We will now move on to the D word, diving. Apparently we're, coming a, we're becoming a team of divers. Now, this is, frankly, it's, it's fairly standard stuff for any football podcast, article, show, whatever you choose to call it. Um, at some point, a team will be accused of being a bunch of divers and it, it all gets a little bit out of hand in the media. Um, I think um, Mourinho suggesting that he didn't want his teams diving and then being confronted with Oscar and... Um, Ramirez's recent efforts um, probably hasn't helped matters. Um, it, it generates column inches and it, it gets them talking on Sky Sports News. Um, but I personally don't think there's a really, you know, it's not any more of a problem than it's been in the past and or any more of a problem than it will be in the future. Um, Tone, your thoughts? Well, we haven't got Ashley Young. Uh, that would really complete the set, wouldn't it? Um, this is true. You know, they're, um, they're, who, it, who it should be noted, sorry to interrupt, um, uh, how it will affect us in the coming weeks. But um, when Loris took him out quite spectacularly and he got nothing, I think that's um, that's what folk would call karma. Um, yeah. And I have, a nasty, I have a nasty feeling that similar stuff will come and bite us on the arse when we're um, in need of a penalty over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But only, only time will tell. But sorry, I mean, go ahead. You know, and it's easy to... Uh, twist the, the the kind of spelling around to divas and say that we 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 were maybe possibly a bunch of divas, but I, I I don't I don't buy it. I think Oscar was bloody stupid, and we sat there watching the game on TV at home again. We had the horizontal wind that day, awful conditions, and um, because we're not far from Southampton, but mm. um, you know it was easier for him to score. Let's be honest. I mean, he was round the keeper. He only had to sat the bloody thing in. Um, it was fairly baffling. It was, and uh, I, I think you know Mourinho was absolutely right on that. I don't think we're any worse or any better than any other team. My only point was, um, I think we had Ramirez being accused of a dive earlier in the season for what anywhere else on the pitch would be a foul. I think that was the last-minute equaliser against West it was Brom. The West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I um, must admit that's that's now being sort of recategorised as a dive, where actually it was a coming together. Of yes, just a but you see that all over the pitch. You know that it, it happens in the penalty area. It happens all over the pitch, all game. Whatever team you watch, there's a coming together. People leave a trailing leg out, whatever, and no one bats an eyelid out. And when you look at the worst offence, which I think is even worse, which is the shirt pulling in the box, where nothing is done about it at all. Um, but well, I will Dan- say this, Daniel Agger. Yeah. Daniel Agger. Can we just have a word about him? <laughs> Someone needs to do something about. I mean. It, it, all defenders do it, but he is an absolute pass master of arms round, shirt tugging the, the, the works. And it yeah. is hugely noticeable. And how he's yeah. not been done for it recently, I do not yeah. know. But anyway, carry but, on. The, my point about Ramirez yesterday uh, was um, man falls over in box, doesn't raise arm. No other Chelsea player shouted for a penalty. Nobody shouted for a penalty, least of all Ramirez, and he gets booked for simulation. So well, we're at that the point. Der- now. The Derby players didn't react no. either. Uh, mm-hmm. So are we now at a point where a referee can book a player because he generally falls over? But the referee has sat in judgment and said, I think you were trying to con me. All Ramirez did was get up. He didn't even look at the ref. Okay. Yeah. No one claimed it, and yet he got a booking for it. And in the papers, or whatever today, I don't read the papers much these days anyway, but. It, you know, I've no doubt watching, looking at Twitter, everybody's going on about diving. Mourinho made a good point about this. If the referee saw it and he thought it was okay, because Mourinho's a nice guy now, let's not forget <laughs> that. He's not the happy one, he's the nice one. Um, and says the referee did the right thing. But he made a very salient point. As long as this applies across all teams. So let's wait and see what happens to other teams then. Because mm, otherwise yeah, sure. I will start thinking there's a conspiracy against it. Because I actually genuinely think he slipped, he went down, didn't raise his arm... Got up, got a booking. No one claimed it, as Donald said. Derby didn't care. None of our players shouted for it. I doubt any of our fans thought much of it, really. Mm. I really think it's just... We're now sitting in judgment on people, and you're gonna, if you take it to the, um, uh, 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 the, the absurd conclusion, logical conclusion, the FA would have to make a rule on what constitutes a penalty or simulation in the area. Player slips over generally slips over what is he was he intending to 
you know, at that point of that, the game is so quick, the referee goes, you're trying to con me? I, I just think it was a ridiculous decision, Jesse, and, and frankly, I'm surprised we haven't, you know, made more of that. Mm. I think one, once, once Mourinho was so vociferous about uh, Suarez, <clears throat> had he just sort of said, well, you know, I didn't yeah. think it was a penalty, or just once, once he sort of, because Suarez has now been rehabilitated, and you know, he he managed to do this during the time where Suarez was scoring fourteen goals every time they played a shit team. No one noticed he didn't score anything when they played a decent team. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Suarez was was back, you know, in the warm bosom of the media, sucking on the you know the teat of the media, as it were. If we're keeping food analogies going, and. Um, he had the uh, the cheek to you know make a joke about you know diving and so on and so forth and what sort of a dive he made. That that was just uh, you know asking for trouble because as soon as any Chelsea player w- was either seen to very obviously dive or fall over <clears throat> and be booked for it, they were going to come down on him like a ton of bricks. And mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a ten. We we all know it. There's a tendency for modern players, you know, this idea of oh, there was contact, and we go right back to the, you know, the as I've referred to before, the slightly over stiff hems of Argentinian shorts, which took over Michael Owen in in, in World Cup. <laughs> this this you know this idea of contact is no longer you have to foul a player. There just has to be some form of contact, and players obviously. We know they're encouraged by coaches, management, by teammates. You go down. And, you know, Ramirez, he may have slipped on, on Sunday. It looked a bit you know, more in hope than expectation sort of one. I, I think the, the West Brom one is different. I think he was falling, but he certainly got clouded, you know, yeah. by the player coming in. The West Brom one, I think, just suits the media to, because it was a very last second of a game, etc. But, I think, yeah, some of our... Hazard, funny enough, did one or two earlier in the season or last season, but genuinely now seems to actually get clattered in the penalty area and get nothing every time. Some of the others, like Oscar and Ramirez, have a tendency to go over too easily, in my opinion, even when it is a genuine foul. If if you're fouled and you're trying to stay upright, you don't you don't go down in the body shapes that these players go down in. You know, it's simple as that. If you're trying to stay up, yeah, your body it's... shape is completely different. And uh, they just take the contact and go over. And, but we're no worse than anyone it, else. It, it and certainly seem, better than some. It just seems to me that, it, it, you know, there is a, an undercurrent of, you know, let's let's dig Mourinho out. Let's dig Chelsea out as a team of divers. You know, I think... Yeah, but he had a, yeah, because he had he, a go he did, but he's their favourite teams. He's not, you can't he, have a go he, at Liverpool... He's certainly not the first one to criticise a Liverpool player, particularly Suarez, in, in open play. You know, and, and many managers have gone there and said, you know what, this bloke's getting away with it, or whatever, as is actually The thing done. is, it and, will be fine because, as Stevie G once said, it's not on. If I saw one of the foreign lads doing it, I'd definitely have a word. So he'll have really? had a word with Suarez by now. Yeah. Won't so be fine. If you take the example at the end of the Liverpool game, when when I I, I was with Mourinho on that, I think Suarez did dive. He'd lost the ball. Yeah, no, the ball was a long yeah. way away from a long him, way away from him. And yet, what was the story? Oh, they should have had a penalty. Completely, in whatever report I looked at, completely ignoring the fact that Eden Hazard was taken down by yeah. a Liverpool player. In that uh, down in the first half, completely ignored that. That was a stonewall penalty, completely ignored. So, you know, you do think are we even Mourinho's genuine comment about you know, I think he he was a bit acrobatic or whatever. Let's face it, Ferguson said that week in week out about players. You know, you, you can't you can't sit in a press conference, one accuse Liverpool's top player. You know, with a in a sarcastic tone about you know being an acrobat, etc., no, 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 and and then point out that as I think the inestimable Sid Celery is now running at I think twenty nine, that twenty nine media pundits have all played for Liverpool. You can't sit oh, there yeah, and start yeah, yeah. telling them all that <laughs> and hope in the following weeks not. <laughs> yeah. 
Not to take some stick. Not yeah. to take some stick. So no, I think you're, you're right. It's water off a duck's. Well, is it water off a duck's back or is it a duck off your back? I'll have to speak <laughs> to Gary Kay about this. <laughs> but whatever's going off the back or the duck's back or my back, um, quite, quite. you just knew it was coming. And provided it doesn't win us a game or anything, you know, dodgy like that. They'll start to forget about it in a while. Um, just, just to jump in, Mark, we haven't had your your thoughts on the um, on the scandal as yet. Did on Divegate. On Divegate. Divegate. Well, on on the one hand, um, you know, we we, we I, I don't like seeing diving, and, and we need to kick divers out of football. I mean, we need to really stamp on divers. I think <laughs> teach them a lesson. Um, <laughs> But on the With other hand, his boots on. Yeah. The big heavy on the, on the other hand, um, in any walk of life, there is a sort of base level of cheating that is condoned, mm. like using the company photocopier. Um, everyone does it, <laughs> but no one gets punished for it. And and therefore, I think really, diving is going to go on. It's gone on from the birth of football. They've always been conning the ref, even in the late. 1890s, I'm sure they were at it. We're never going to get rid of it, therefore accept it, but I'd say don't punish it. Mm. You know, if the player goes down in the box, he's using the photocopier, look him in the eye and, and let him know that you know that he's doing it, but you don't sack him for it. You just, you don't, you, but you don't reward him for it. You don't give him a penalty and give him a reward saying, oh, well done, thanks for taking 100 copies of your birthday invite. Um... <laughs> You just ignore it. Um, but when, when they the, throw the arms the in the air, when they throw the arms in the air and scream, isn't that you've, you've sort of walked into the printing room and they're sitting on their photocopy in their arse egregiously? Yeah, no, that is amazing. I mean, I was amazed. Shouldn't I said that to my happen? wife Shouldn't yesterday that... when I was watching it, I was amazed at, at Ramirez's reaction to not getting it. Or no, there was something else that happened. There was some. He thought he was fouled and he, he wasn't given. And he looked absolutely um, like he was going to explode. And actually, it was nothing. I mean, I think they are very, very good actors, these footballers. And they will look terribly aggrieved over nothing. It must be very difficult being a ref. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know. That's the thing. A fairly impossible task. And, you know, obviously we, we spout the old cliche about them not having the benefit of 115 replays from different angles and so on and so forth. Um no, I think you're right. I, I, it's it's one of these things. As I remember, um, where Drogs was at his height, or not quite at his height, generally on his ass. Um, there was a there was actually a, the Times started a campaign, and it was you know the, the dramatic sort of image of a footballer diving with the, you know the Ghostbusters red line through it type thing. Um, it, it just it goes on, and you know no one particularly likes it um, when you one of your team gets away with it I think actually well, I think the interesting thing about that sort of weekend um, when we played Liverpool uh, because or was it Howard Webb had a couple of games because he did our game and then he did another big game didn't he and there were several incidents throughout those games where in previous seasons certainly he would have done it and most refs would have given penalties and he just didn't and I just thought maybe there's a sort of, a sort of unde- undeclared situation now, where <clears throat> if the players are going to go down too easily, the ref, even if it is probably a foul, but they make a lot of it. It seemed to me like Webb was just saying to himself, "Get on with it," you know. And if I think you've been fouled and you make a genuine effort to stay on your feet, you'll get a penalty. If you're going to throw yourselves around like this, then I'm just not interested. And because it it was applied to sort of two or three teams, I I can't remember the other game I watched, but I thought that's the same as the same attitude. He, he you know, they talk about consistency and he just seemed to carry it through a couple of games where stuff that you thought, yeah, I'm sure he or anyone else would have given a penalty there. They didn't because the player just tried to make too much of it. Mm. Made it too obvious. It was a Man U game, wasn't it? Um, I think you're right, actually. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't the game. And any book genocide and all that, you know. And they were all sort of outraged about it. But it was actually consistent with what he'd done in the Chelsea Liverpool game. Um, yes, you could say we should have had a penalty for Hazard, and Hazard didn't make a lot of it. But again, it wasn't a 
you know, it was one of those where uh, maybe you could make an excuse for, for Le- you know, Lucas sticking his leg in and maybe he didn't get a good view of it. It wasn't the obvious, just straight out chop. And I just wonder if maybe amongst themselves that it's been decided that, that we're going to stop giving penalties for every slight glancing blow. You know, it's really got to be nailed on now, lads, or we're not giving it. Um, I don't know. They'll probably be completely different next weekend, but it just yeah, it doesn't look like that lately, you know. And that might be a way of stamping it out. You know, a player if a player knows that if he's going to go down, he's got to go down because he's been put down, then maybe it just changes the, the emphasis slightly, I don't know. Possibly, possibly. <clears throat> Anyone have any other thoughts to add to Divegate? We're making more of this than, frankly, there is, but hey. Yes, we're pandering, we're pandering, pandering to, to the, the media. media. Indeed, indeed. So we'll move on, in which case. Um, and we'll talk about the transfer window. Um, it is January the 6th. There are 25 days until the end of it. Um, 25 days of interminably dull speculation about whoever is leaving, not leaving, thinking about leaving, possibly wanting to move, and so on and so forth. Um, generally, Generally, it throws up the odd surprise here or there, but... By and large, it's not the most thrilling um, thrilling of times in terms of transfers. Um, in terms of outs from Chelsea, uh, the hottest rumours seem to be that SEN will, will make his way somewhere um, and Kevin De Bruyne will go back to Germany, destination unknown and type of deal unknown. Um, there seem to be suggestions of a sale, which I personally think would be a shame. He's not done terribly well, but he's not had a huge amount of chances. Um Many rumours about Matter and Lewis. Personally, I don't see either of them going anywhere, if either of them are to go, um, until the summer, because there's a, a fair chunk of the season left to go, and um, we may well need them at some point. Um, Tone, what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to end up with strikers coming in? Are we going to end no. up losing players? No, no, we're not. And uh, I, I actually went onto the blog and uh, agreed with your reply to our new writer, uh, uh, Ahmed, I think his name is. Yeah, welcome um, to him. Yeah, and, 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 and welcome aboard. And I, 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 he's, he's written three reports on the, on the trot. That's um, the one I've managed in about two years, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and me too. Um, but uh, he, he, I wrote in reply to you that I agree almost entirely with you. I think the only... You mentioned about Nicholas and Elka, who you know had a bit of an iffy start for us. But um, one of the bargain we did get in January that year was Branislav Ivanovic, and he's not turned out to yeah. be not turned out to be I too was shabby. More, Although, I was more thinking of strikers personally. Yeah, and I think if you cast your mind back, I mean, I even had the view that Branislav Ivanovic was like the badger. Yeah, it's just a completely made-up species. You never see it live anywhere. You know, they they paint dead animals black and white, stick them on the side, and I go, "That's a badger." That is because you know you only ever seen them on grainy black and white film. And I thought that was what Ivanovic was. Um, Although, I, if, you, if you'd worked as a groundsman, you would have seen badgers because um, uh, <laughs> they're always moving the goalposts. Apparently, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Quite, um, quite. I, 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 I'm. Now, after many years, I think I've come round to the point of view that the bloody things should be scrapped and you start off your season with the squad of players and that's what you have. And unless you have an extraordinary amount of injuries, long-term injuries, um, like I've only just read about Theo Walcott in there, which is, um, you know, as much as I dislike Arsenal, I'd I'd like to hate to see any player out of the game that long, especially one that would have been an asset to the World Cup for us. uh, so you know, um, you know, my my sympathies go to Theo Walcott, not to Arsenal fans per se, but to Mr. Walcott. Um, I, I, I tend he, to think he obviously a, listens, you know. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a bollocks thing now, and I think you you have a transfer window in the summer, and you, that's your lot. You start with it. That's what you that's what you go with. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd like to see that. I don't think one matter will go. I think one matter is a fantastic player. But he's been overshadowed by three extraordinary players in Hazard, Oscar and William, who is, from the start of the season, has got better and better each game, um, who is similar in stature to, to Hazard in that he's very powerful, very fast, um, seems to have picked up the, the whole pace and ethos of the English game very well. And I think Matter will learn. I've said this before. I think he's a, a model pro who will be probably a bit puzzled probably a little bit pissed off but will be scratching his head and thinking what can I do to get back into this 
to this squad. And then then we've got that nice problem. I don't think he's going to go. I don't think Louise is going to go. I think Mourinho has worked out that Louise may well be the sort of player that you can have when you want to take a game to somebody. So you put him instead of Mikel, defensive midfielder. Um, he, he Louise is suffering as a first choice because Cahill has had an absolute stormer. Let's be fair. The bloke, yeah, really um, I think against Liverpool, made a, a block on a Liverpool shot which was world class. It just had, had our part of the stand absolutely standing up, you know, applauding him. Um, and I, I, So I, I'm not sure. I think Essien... Um, I think, sadly, even looking at him yesterday, he's an absolute shadow of the player that we once had. And, you know, his, his day is done. Um, I think, yeah, I, 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 elsewhere I, I kind of likened it to, to, to watching a, an elderly relative, much loved, sort of sitting in bed peeing themselves and yeah. yabbering nonsense. Because it's just, it, it, it needs to finish. I don't know why he came back, but... I think you know, more credit effect. to the man, a great player. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's let's not continue this any yeah. longer. So I I I I see at most. De Bruyne's a bit of a weird one. I, I'm, he's not really been given a chance. But he's obviously um, got Jose's backup in some way or another. And the rumours from you know within the the, the the setup are you know an attitude problem in training and various things like that. Um, Mourinho's gone oh, out of yeah. his way on the other hand to say how fantastic one matter has been. What a good lad he is. Yeah. yeah, and and I think. You know, we all know that you know Real Madrid final season apart, Mourinho's man management skills are you know up there with Fergie, with Wenger. You know, he knows how to cuddle, how to kick as appropriate. And I just think with Matt, we've got to give time. So I don't see much happening for us. I think I, I genuinely believe him when he says we're not going in for Brie. I mean, I've said it to you, I think, at the last, uh, one of the last game we met, um, and it was someone, Kelvin Barker, I think, who did it on, he said it on Twitter, so I am stealing a line, but one day our strikers will click and we will thrash someone 2-0. <laughs> 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 one a, a valid point to, to end your contribution there, Otto. Thank you very much. Um, Mark, transfer window, are you, um, are you excited or, or like Tony, expecting not a great deal? No, I'm not excited, and I'm not expecting much at all, really. But, um, I mean, we do desperately need a striker. Um, I mean, Torres, over the last two or three games, I've never seen anyone so brilliant one second and such a buffoon a split second later. <laughs> that the first part of his movement is fantastic. The way he beats the man and, 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 and gets into the box incredibly quickly... And yet that final thing that he's got to do, the bit that he's really paid for, he always manages to fluff it. I mean, I know he got a bit of a freak goal at Southampton, but putting that to one side, he keeps doing the first part brilliantly and the second part hopelessly. So, you know... The last season he wasn't doing either, so... No, but it, it, it's, it's still about the end result. If you can't get a goal, it's not much help. I mean, Denver Bar is absolutely hopeless. Um, and... Eto, I thought, was sort of um, easing into it and, and getting back to fitness and sharpness and so on. But he seems to have um, gone down the other side of the slope now and uh, he's tailing off. So we desperately need a striker. Personally, I would sell Matter and try and get 25 to 30 million for him. Sell Kevin De Bruyne and get something for him. Uh, sell someone else for something. I'm sure you could get a war chest together, 40, 50 million and go and buy a striker. Matter is a lovely, lovely bloke. Um, but I sort of think of him, you know, if, we, if we're going to go down the food analogy once more, I, I view Juan as a juicy prawn. He really is a super prawn. As prawns go, he is the prawn of prawns. <laughs> but Jose wants to make a suet pudding with steak and kidneys because it's more suited to English culture and the cold weather and so forth. I mean, he's even tried making a suet pudding and sticking the juicy prawn on top. But he looked at that for about 15 minutes and said, I'm not having any more of this. He's coming off. Back in the fridge, and I'm going to get someone else. Matters for your paella, isn't he, really? Well, That's where we, we're going you've stolen this. my punchline. Oh, shit, very much sorry. Yeah, I mean, basically, <laughs> what I would do... Let's not keep Juan in the fridge until he goes rotten, because prawns don't last that long. <laughs> let's sell him to someone and thanks to Tony for this who is trying to make a paella and there are lots of clubs out there who like paella who will be very happy with him and will pay top dollar 
But he's he's not going to fit into us ever. He's not Jose's man. Jose doesn't like him. His face doesn't fit. So there's no point in us fans who like him all lingering hope, thinking, oh, one day they'll work it out and he'll get back in the team. He'll never get back in the team. And so, and before he goes rotten, let's sell him for 25 million and actually let's fix the hole. And we don't have a hole where we've got one. We've got three bits of um, steak in the middle who are fantastic. I mean, Oscar, he's going to be our best player ever. He's brilliant. So we don't need anyone there. Juan is excess to requirements. He better go. And let's go and spend 40 million quid on anyone who has got to be better than Bar, Torres, and Eto put the together. <laughs> are they are they available in January? I think that's, that's someone that's someone is available. If you had forty million quid, <coughs> is available from but, my permission. But the question is, yes, I mean, obviously, if you're buying a striker, you're not you're not buying him just for the next six months. But whether they're going to have in, that much impact over the next six months is anyone's guess. You know, we don't have a great record of it, and actually, players coming in and mid-season. They're not generally the most effective. I mean, I think even Ivan didn't really kind of come through until until the season after. No, but t- I mean, t- people still talk about Torres coming good. I, I, mean, mean, yeah, I, I mean, the fact that our fans sing his name when he manages to um, pull his pull his laces up, they go Torres, Torres. I mean, it's unbelievable the loyalty our fans have shown to that person, and he's utterly useless. I think you'd, you'd actually be hard pushed to find anyone disagrees. I, I think. Um, but why do they all sing his name then? Well, I, I oh think, well, because I, I, I just. I think the pain. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but just bear with us. Bear with us a second, don't I? I think genuinely the fact that we were utterly mugged off by Liverpool is is what stings, and um, the support kind of derives from that. But um, but anyway, that's my theory. I think it's more to do with that that English um, predilection for drinking. You know, gallons and gallons of beer, and then going to have a curry, feeling very ill the next day, and um, blaming it on the curry. But then, the following Friday night, doing exactly the same thing and going back to exactly the same curry house. You know, we're, we're sort of conditioned to that sort of loyalty. We know it's not good for us, but um, we're going yeah. to stick with it. It's a destructive relationship. I actually think Torres has become the new Anelka. I really do. I think he, he he's very good at holding, setting up, going past people, doing the uh, allegedly hard stuff, and forgetting about the you know Anelka was at doing stuff. Yeah, but I, mean, I get to see him do a fascist salute, but I suppose that no, might come next weekend. But you know, I think I think in Anelka's <laughs> defence, he was he was a great player for us, and you know, most of us were really sorry to see him go because he could put his foot on the ball, hold the ball, he could do things, and he wasn't a prolific goal scorer. In the end, he adapted his game, and I think Torres is probably at that stage. Now we don't need that. We've got plenty yeah, of other people who score. can do that, uh, you know, and we've got Scherler who can score a goal and do that kind of thing um, when his mind's on it. Um, so I, I agree. I just think we'd be, and I like Mark's point that you know we we get money for Mata, we get money for De Bruyne, and we buy a striker. I just think that they're you know, we're not going to get one from this country. You're going to be looking at Lewandowski <laughs> or whatever. And I think Mourinho's actually said Le- Lewandowski agreed to go to Bayern. So right, so. That's done. You know, but I think at the end of the day, you're going to look at, okay, so Jackson Martinez or whatever, it doesn't matter who it is. The point is out there that Mourinho yeah. said, Bony, we are not going to. We're not. <laughs> we are not going to. We are not going to buy a striker in the transfer window. This season is about improving what we've got, and then I think he used the word a couple of clinical signings in in, in, in the summer. summer. So they, I yeah, think they've the the Sorry, I saw him last week. I've never seen a bloke hit the ball as hard as that. Who, who he's got a fearsome though? strike, Boney from Swansea. Boney, yeah, yeah, and a header. I had this conversation um, elsewhere about Boney and I looked at because people were ranting saying oh we should sign Boney in the summer he's fantastic he's fantastic he's fantastic score goals in the Europa League fair enough we, Torres did that that's, that's not particularly difficult he's got seven goals in the Premier League from 16 games and do you know how many of them have actually had any effect on a game oh, right. two got, <laughs> he got them a point he got them a point against Stoke and if you're really pushing it, he, he, he won a penalty. And, well, he scored a penalty against Sunderland when they were already 2-0 up. Yeah. That is the sum total of his effect in the Premier League. Torres has done more than that. He scored, he scored the winner against Man City. That's three points against a title rival. That's more effective than Boney. 
Yeah, is it not about de- development? I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm being devil's advocate. I yeah, know, but yeah. that's that's just yeah. just my four. I just think that you, you January. You, 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 I appreciate what Mark's saying, but I think people would take that forty or fifty million quid um, uh, uh, as a, as a a deal in August, but obviously in August or J- July, August time, whenever the close season is, you then have the spectre of the World Cup and the inflation that comes out of that. You know, when players score a goal in a game that happens to be, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of you a sudden get, you've got yourself you get a, a, a yeah, a, a, a El Hadjouf or whatever. You know, you've got players like that and paying ridiculous amounts of money. So, um, you know, I. I do tend to believe Mourinho and the club on this one to say, you know, we've got what we've got. You know, we could face a second half of the season where Etu and Torres do click, and I'm kind of intrigued that when we've played the two of them together, we've pulled games back from that. She and looks quite Mar- decent. Yeah, and, and the two of them together are a worry. It but know, why do you keep saying it. things like this, Tony? Why do you say that Etu and Torres may click? Because They're they might. Be well, but why, you keep, why, why do you keep believing well, this? No, I, I'm not, not so much Torres, but I think Etu's been, I think he'd been a bit hard on Etu because he was actually he was he was starting to really find some form and make differences in games. Then he got injured, uh, you know. So when he's come back, he's you know he, he scored um, against um, oh god Liverpool. You know, uh, and it was a real poacher's goal. Well, that, we've been missing that for a long, long time. Someone who's actually prepared to hound a goalkeeper and and, and hang around and that. So I, I quite like to. It's, but let's face it, he's only there till this season. He's only got a one-season contract. He'll be off in the summer. So, um, you know, I just don't. I just tend to err on the side and say, you know, who's going to sell us anybody now? Certainly, you know, um, you know, it, we haven't even said that we're going to put matter and De Bruyne. As if. If anything's might happened, be Wayne Rooney. Maybe Rooney. Well, I, 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 I genuinely hope it isn't Wayne Rooney because, as far as I'm concerned, that fraud has bloody burnt his bridges with us. He's cried wolf too many times. He can fuck off. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time we succinct to the point? <laughs> when was the last time we bought and paid big money for a world class striker? that actually worked out. I mean, Kassaragi looked like he was going to do well, wrecked his knee, finished his career. Crespo looked like he was going to work out, did well. His wife didn't settle. He did, went very well. so, did, did very well when he came back. This mm. was exceptional, I thought, when he came mm. back. But, you know, but he then, his wife just didn't settle, so he went. Mm. You know, I'm. we paid, you know, we had... Going back as far as Robert Fleck and, and your Suttons and your all these supposedly proven strikers, year in year out we bought them. I yeah, mean, Jogba you know, was not a recognised world class striker when we bought him. But we're not the only ones that have gone into that. Man, Manchester United. But we paid twenty years. million. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing at the time. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. We're, we're talking about spending forty, fifty million on a striker that everyone knows is a top class striker. We just, just we're, we're we're a black hole. There, there's a small sort of bunch of antimatter somewhere in that dressing room into which <laughs> the abilities of a great striker just. Get was that a pun s- or antimatter? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it was a very effective one. If it was subconsciously, I mean, we're into sort of uh, deconstructing text and, and so on. Anyway, yes, I, I just. When did we last? Sign a big one who worked out. That's my worry. Well, I mean, uh, Jim, Jimmy Floyd was was pretty well regarded. He, you know, he'd been around and um, and uh, done very well for himself, and um, you know, was was at least effective. Um, but we ended up shouting at him a lot. We did, yeah. No, probably. I mean, he had, he had that really too. great season with you know. He, I, I liked him. He, he did fine job. But it also goes to to the point that strikers tend to be a bit streaky. I mean. People wondering, you know, Everton got hold of Yelovich from Rangers last season. He was score; he couldn't stop scoring. Mm. Suddenly, doesn't score anymore. Benteke, oh, why didn't we think? Back, back. Yeah, this hasn't is scored. This is you know, this is the problem with strikers that they they're streaky. Um, it's very, you know, Van Persie. You could almost argue that he won the title for for United last year, and he kept Arsenal in fourth place the year before. But over his, his first, career, yeah, first, he's, he's been injured. He's played consistently because yeah. I think the, the longest run until he had that that great season for Arsenal. I think the mm. longest run of get, uh, consecutive games he's played, he played was thirteen. I think mm. he just there was, a, there was but even before he was injured this season, yeah. he'd started to tip off. You yes, know, they, I think they weren't scoring the goals. I think and, 
you know, I don't want to talk about United, no, but it's, no, it's no. just interesting that, yeah. you know, getting They're all them, valid points. There's a lot of Arsenal fans who are wryly looking over their shoulders at Man United going, that's the Van Persie we know, right at this moment, you know, injured. Hasn't played see, seven be, out of the last eight, you know. It would be interesting well, to know. will come back and score ten goals a game and they'll win the title. But it would against, be, um, against us in two weeks' time. <laughs> yes, indeed. It would be interesting to know, that we, need to, we need to wrap up reasonably soon, um, it would be interesting to know who Mourinho has his eye on, because much, much is made now of... of of how much he wanted to sign Drogba for for Porto, and you know there, there were the conversations that he'd had with him, saying you know I want to sign you, but I'm not a big enough club. And he said, well, one day you will be a big enough club, and da 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 da. Um, it'll be interesting. Though. I think the situation with Lukaku and the little sort of verbal spat, if you like, that they had. I I think he's testing him out. I think he's just. Sure.